Hello and hey there, welcome to the Top 5 Podcast, a show where we rank and discuss any list you can imagine. Best childhood trend, top gaming consoles, best blenders, nothing is off limits, everything is wrong even when we think we are right. I'm your host, Zach Rancourt, and with me, as always, is... Tom Lockhart. Hello, Thomas. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh... I was supposed to draft this weekend. It was supposed to be a glorious weekend. And then someone stole it from me with the most, the worst line that can be uttered. I can't make the draft. Ooh, I don't like that. And then you have to move the draft and it's like, ugh, these people. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Your sacred timeline, Tom. That's one of your I pet know. peeves. Oh, why? Why, uh, why can't they just ad- adhere to your sacred timeline? But yeah, um, I, don't, I don't care if you have to work or whatever. Whoa. Jeez, but uh, you know who you know who's a working man is uh, Mr. Eric Shane. Your secret timeline. It was my draft. I had to move. Yeah, I know. Wow. It was bad for you. Wow, no, it's, it's fun. I initially, you know, secret squirrel stuff. I initially set it up for the twenty second, knowing full well. <laughs> I knew full well there was no way people weren't going to be ready by August twenty second. There's no so I expected, okay, well if they're not ready, then we've got like two full weeks we can kind of play around with and so it was always a it was always a you know whatever. So it was it was always a dream. I, I was ready two days after I won my championship. I was ready for the next season. Like yeah, on, let's yeah, get this going. Because you know, <laughs> you're high speed like that. You're ready. Yeah. You're ready to go. <sighs> Only when it comes to fantasy football. <laughs> you're a walker everywhere else. <laughs> Well, that's great. How are you? How are you guys doing? Any any fun and exciting news? Exciting news, fun news? No, I am <laughs> sort of. It, I, I kind of. It's like a <laughs> August is the dog days for me. I'm busy. I got two different fantasy football leagues. I'm getting set up. I've got D and D that I'm running for Tom and you know some other guys. And we're just we're busy, busy, busy. August is the busy season for me, and I know for a lot of folks it is. Uh, a lot of folks are going on vacation or trying to get their last little trips in before kids go back to school. Uh, this is a busy time of the year. Yeah, man. And then the weather's changing a little bit, too. It's not as warm as it has been, which it's still nice. It's like 75 and stuff, but it hasn't been. I want I want 80s, Eric. I want to I want to be sweating, sweating like well, the oldies. Summer still got another month left. So. Yeah. Well, and uh, Neil Diamond knew it best. Hot August nights, baby. So we'll see what yeah. happens. But um, really great, you guys. But uh, can I can I enlighten you real quick with something? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well, here's here's a here's a famous quote. You know, it's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out your door. You step onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. That is something I live my life by, gentlemen, because I am a traveling man, and I like to see the world in all of its beautiful glory. The wonders and joys that you experience when you just simply step out your door are unmatched. I tell you. But if we have to narrow it down to just five of those wonders, well, what the hell are we going to pick? Sounds impossible. But today we are going to discuss our top five world wonders. And to enhance this discussion, we did not share our list with each other. And by no means are we experts or historians in said category. We are just a few dudes who like to talk about nonsense. So... The world wonders, the wonders of the world. Mr. Thomas, what is your first one? Okay, so I'm going to start this off with saying I'm not a sightseer. This was actually a very difficult list for me. I don't, <laughs> cool. ca- I don't care about seeing things. I I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast. I know I've told it to you guys. Is I went to England for a wedding, 
and we were going around Manchester and our, our friend Gordy, the, the, the groom was talking about this pub and how like, Oh, it was built in 18, whatever. And it was bombed during world war two and it's still here. And then he finished after about five minutes. And I said, but they still serve beer, right? Like I, yeah. I did not need any of the history. I just don't like uh, it. Just I, I know, but I, me. but I didn't need any of that. But I let him do his thing because I know he wanted to tell me all this stuff. Yes, bless but, you. But it's like <laughs> we're standing outside. He's telling me these this stuff, and it's like, but the door's there. Why are we not inside? At like least let me be a get lot a drink. With a beer in my hand. <laughs> yeah, it's just like oh, <laughs> I could just daydream while you tell me this stuff, and I've just. Uh, I've never been one to see the sights, but that doesn't mean I don't like seeing things. I I, I like to see things. It's just when I see them, I go, okay. <laughs> and that then is I the thing I saw. <laughs> and then I turn around and I go the other way. That's just how my brain works. So I'm going to start with a big one, literally. The Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. And everyone says the Grand Canyon is majestic and beautiful and you just stand in its awe. And I feel like it might be one of the only things that could make me go, oh, all right. Like, I I, want to find that thing that makes me stop and go, you know what? I could look at this all day. And the Mm. Grand Canyon, every picture I've seen, I've looked at the picture and I went, that's pretty grand. (laughs) I got to tell you. Uh, and, and I, our list is going to be a little fluid cause there's only so many world wonders we can go by here, but that that's actually the first on my list as well as mm-hmm. grand Canyon. So I have no problem joining up with you right here. Let me, I, I'm glad you phrased it the way you did, the way you put it. I will tell you that the phrase photos don't do it justice. <laughs> I think that phrase was invented to describe the grand grand Canyon because mm. when you first walk up to it, when you first like the Southern rim, you first walk up to it and look over, it will stop you in your tracks. It will take the breath right out of your lungs. You can't believe what you're seeing. And I know the, the mental block of why don't like, am I really going to plan a trip to Arizona just to go look at some landscape? Like I'm not, it's not even like to go do something. It's just to go look at the, like I'm going to buy plane tickets. I'm going to get a hotel room. I'm going to get like, a rental car just to go look at a canyon. That doesn't like, I don't know if I really want to do that. The grand Canyon is one of those places where you absolutely have to see it before you go. It is impossibly large. It is impossibly old, uh, reveals the old layers of the earth where humanity's existence only takes up like a couple of inches, like 20 feet down the trail. It's like, okay, well, this is the layer where humans didn't exist. And then, like, you have eight and a half more miles to go down to the river. Mm. Okay, we're talking deep time here. And Mandy and I took that trip, and we, uh, with her dad, we hiked down to the Colorado River, and we got into paddle boats that were waiting for us down there. had come from the north end of the river, and we paddled for nine days and uh, out of the river, out of the Grand Canyon, about 150 miles. And we saw... Uh, Native American paintings still on the walls in the rocks there. Some of their old granaries, uh, some of the, the Havasu Falls, the bluest water you will ever see. You can't even, I didn't, you know, stuff that appears in magazines you don't even know ex- <laughs> exists because the water out here is just gray and green and whatever and brown. Nah, beautiful crystal blue. Um, 
absolutely gorgeous. Depends on what time of the year you want to go because it's the very hot, you know, at the top of the canyon. It's the elevation is pretty up there, man. I mean, you can have elk walking through the parking lot, like right through the cars. Uh, we, yeah, we had elk walking through the cars up there. Uh, there could be snow up there, depending on what time of the year. Um, but it's one of those places where you really need to get past the mental block of you're just going to go see some rocks. No, no, no. You're going to go see the Grand Canyon. It's one of the most amazing things. And it's one of those places you have to see before you die. Photos do not do it justice. Right on. Zach, have you been? I've only driven through. Um, I have not been, but I, it, it, you know, it is on my list for sure. Um, in the sense of n- not my list for this, but uh, on the list of places that I, I, I will go. Um, I'm going to I'm going to plan on doing some different national parks down there and uh, all throughout Utah and Arizona and New Mexico and stuff. But uh, yeah, Grand Canyon is definitely on there. It's it's just such okay. a massive delight. And it's insane how how big it is. Size does matter in this case. So <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's a really good selection and, um, just seeing the different waters and the, the colors of them, like you were saying, the Havasu Falls is, is pretty, pretty epic from every picture that I, I, I found, you know, you can Google search any of them and it's like, holy buckets. So very cool choice. You guys, I dig it. Um, so uh, for my first selection, there's a little tiny, tiny city in Spain called Barcelona, and uh, it's it's super small, barely an inconvenience. But mm-hmm. um, but basically, they have this amazing structure. And we always complain about uh, about roads and freeways taking forever. But how about a church taking 139 years to construct? Would you want to go to that church? No. Well, <laughs> I'm about to change your mind because you should go to La Sagrada Familia. And La Sagrada Familia is in Barcelona. It's in the center of the town. And it's a beautiful, beautiful church. It is an um, expiatory temple, I think is what it's technically called. Hmm. And basically, so um, Anthony Gaudi, back in 1882, uh, started constructing this church. And um, through donations and through other government fundings and city fundings, uh, he has been, you know, he was continuously... um, sculpting it until he died. Obviously, he's not alive anymore, but it has been passed on since then. And if you Google Sagrada Familia, you'll see it has cranes on it. Um, The intricacies in this and the detail in this church are unmatched. It's it's unlike anything I've ever seen. When you're standing next to the walls, there's little, uh, you know, carved out figurines of Jesus Christ or other things or angels. And it is unbelievable. Every literally every square inch of this place has a purpose and has detail. And then when you go inside, it's a very um, natural theme. Uh, so so you the columns all look like trees. The ceiling is just absolutely beautiful, and um, it's one of the biggest tourist destinations in, in Barcelona. But uh, it is it is worth every penny to go see. Um, and I was blown away. I mean, I've seen a lot of churches, a lot of old churches and stuff, but nothing will ever beat this because. I just, I, I cannot believe how much detail has gone into this. So um, yeah, Sagrada Familia in, in Barcelona is is high, high up there. And um, you should definitely take a look. Well, wow, that's, that's, that wasn't even on my list. It wasn't a place I'd considered at all. And maybe we should have mentioned it at the top here. But when we're talking about our world wonders, we are talking about tra- traditional world wonders. But we're also talking about tr- world wonders of the natural world versus human-made world wonders. So you know, ancient versus modern. So 
that that that's a great choice. That's interesting. I I dig old churches. I mean, obviously, these places were deeply meaningful to people for a long period of time. You know, so they really put the work in. You know, they were meeting houses and uh, places where the most important events of people's lives happened. Uh, everywhere from christenings to marriages to you know funerals and. Uh, it was a huge, huge part of the community. So, yeah, I mean, the church houses, that's what putting in that artistic endeavor. I, I would, I'd be interested if I were in the area to go see it, but you know, I'm not a huge church goer myself, but from a, his, from a historiography standpoint and from an artist standpoint, I'd definitely go see that. Tom, do you like the churches there? Well, I do. Sure. <laughs> Um, I've actually seen some nice churches. Like I've, uh, when I was in England, like the churches over there are super nice and like yeah. fancy. And it's like, it's, it's one of those things where you, uh, I give it a little extra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, back in, back in the time, man, like you were how the government divvied you up by like districts and things like that. They, they, they divvy you up by parish mm-hmm. where you went to church you know, that's how they thought of it. So it was, these were massively important parts of their culture. So yeah, there, a lot of attention was paid to the buildings themselves. Why it makes a lot of sense that they would be. Exactly. But, uh, it is, it is quite the site. So, um, Thomas, you want to give us your number two? Well, I'm going to stick with religion here Whoa. and, and go with a little bit more known one. The Boy, Sistine Chapel. Hey, I mean, all right. Cause First of all, I didn't really, I thought Sistine Chapel, Michelangelo, cool. It's got a great roof. And then I did some research, you know, because you should probably do a little bit more research. And it was like, and I didn't realize, oh, there's a lot more artists that did things like it's, he just did like the roof, but there's like, I don't even have to list, but it's just a bunch of people have done the paintings around the place. And it's great because it's, Great paintings, great architecture, and great storytelling because the pictures tell stories about Jesus and all sorts of religious stuff that I don't know anything about. And it, it, it would actually be great to go there and look at it because it's another thing that it's just a wow factor of that this was done in the 1500s. Like people did this amazing thing that I can barely dream of being done now. Right. And you couldn't do something like that now. That's like, that's not even, <laughs> they wouldn't, they wouldn't even, it, w- it wouldn't have any of the meaning at all. It reminds yeah. me in, yeah, Zach, it reminds me of uh, Goodwill hunting. It doesn't remind you of that. When, uh, uh, Sean and, uh, Will are having the conversation on the bench and he's talking about like, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember the exact, he's like, you know, Michelangelo was like, you know, a lot about him, his life's work, political aspirations, him and the Pope, sexual orientation, the whole works. But <laughs> I bet you can't tell me what it smells like in the Sistine Chapel. You never actually stood there and looked up at that beautiful scene. Mm-hmm. It's funny because that's the first thing I went and looked up when I was like, I came across it and I was looking at the pictures of the Sistine Chapel and then I was like, oh, goodwill hunting. And I looked the, the quote yeah. up and it was just like, oh, because I could go there and be like, Robin, I smell it. <laughs> right right oh robin williams r.i.p but yeah uh, yeah man that's a fantastic choice an interesting choice for you yeah i i i applaud you 
that's oh god, it's got my history well, geek hackles all risen up, man. I don't know what to do with myself. I got this weird energy now. Well, that's another thing I want to be wowed by is I've gone to museums and most art for me is just like that's art. <laughs> like Yeah. I I don't know what's wrong with my brain, but that's just like I I, I look at it and I go, "Yeah, that's good." <laughs> I hear you, but it's like it's put on display for you to look at and I'm it's, like, "Yeah." Yeah, I could have Googled this image and it's like, okay. Oh, water lilies. Yep. That's, that's art gallery. That. Yeah. I, I've I've taken art history class uh, classes, I've studied some art, and I wish I appreciated it even more. I wish I could really just appreciate I, I wish I could I wish I could be an artist, you guys. I wish I <laughs> I wish I had that in my DNA that I could do that and really appreciate it. But I think um, what Tom's alluding to is actually seeing that that piece of art, that history, everything that went into that in that time and place to see it still sitting up on that great vast ceiling. That's, that's more meaningful than say an art gallery and a museum. I don't know why it just feels (laughs) that way. Do you agree, Zach? Absolutely. I think there's something to be said about uh, the fact that I mean, like Tom's saying, you know, the idea Tom behind art is, is you draw your own meaning from it. And it, it, it's how you, it makes you feel. Don't ever let anyone tell you, oh, this is what it absolutely means. I mean, no, man, it's all subjective. And uh, it, it's just how you feel. And maybe some pieces won't affect you the certain ways. But it's incredible to look at something that is so ancient. Um, and we as a, you know, the United States is not an old nation. And so when you go here and you see a church from the 19th century, but you go to England and you find one from the 10th century, it's like, holy shit. Um, I, I think there's so much weight behind that. And it's, uh, it, it, it's really, really great. But yeah, I, I think that's a good choice, man. I've never been to the Sistine Chapel. I haven't never even really thought about going to the Sistine Chapel. But if someone was like, do you want to go? Like we're in the Vatican. Do you want to go? I'd, like, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it's, 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 yeah. As you said, art is subjective, but you know, it's, it's art, cultural artistic expression. It sort of reflects philosophical evolution over time. You know, we were talking about the Bible and Bible stories you've never even heard of being put in there mm-hmm. shows art shows interest in growth, perspective, observation, interpretation. Um, it's, it, it's a, it's culturally revealing, uh, and that's why we study it in the time frame of of when it was created and where it was created. So it's a it's a snapshot in time, uh, and that's why it's beautiful. I, w- I would love to go see it. I would go there just to see that. Right on, man. I dig it. But uh, since you can't go to the Sistine Chapel right now, Eric, where would you go next? Well, it's funny. We are planning a trip next uh, September. Um, hopefully we say this because COVID is still around and still screwing up travel restrictions, but no, it's we, not. It's over. It's done. I'm just for. Kidding. <laughs> it would be over if people would do what they're supposed to do and not need to have a gun to their head to do what the hell they're supposed to do. In other words, <laughs> act like goddamn adults. Anyway, um, we want to go see Machu Picchu in uh, Peru. Um, I've always been fascinated by Mesoamerican civilizations, uh, the Incas, the Aztecs, uh, Mayans, obviously, but the Incas in particular were always really interesting to me. Uh, I'm not really sure why. I don't know what it was about Peru and that area and the Andes that sort of reached out to me, but um, we're planning on going to see Machu Picchu, which it's it's sort of erroneously called the lost city of the Incas. It's not really what happened, but um, 
there's a lot they still don't know about it, and there's some reconstruction that's still uh, taking place there. Um, but uh, we we're, we're trying to debate of how we're gonna go see it. Part of us, part, you know, I want to kind of hike up there, but I also just want to be lazy about it. Take the train <laughs> there and like go see other stuff while I'm in Peru. Because it's not like we're gonna make another trip to Peru, you know. So if we're going to go to Peru, I kind of want to see everything. Does that make sense? Am I crazy? No, no you're that, good. That does make sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Totally. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Machu Picchu is, the, it was an uh, old city built. Uh, they think, they're pretty sure it was built uh, as a, like a summer palace for Pechicuti, Emperor Pechicuti. Um, I like to think of it as from Emperor's New Groove, where Cusco is like trying to come up with Cusco-topia. I think Machu Picchu was Cusco-topia. That's what I think. <laughs> You're probably that's right. In, yeah, that's my headcanon. <laughs> Interestingly enough, you think of Machu Picchu as way high up elevation, way up there in the Andes. And it is. It's like 8,000 feet up there. Interestingly, it's about 3,000 feet lower than the city of Cusco. Hmm. Cusco sits at like 11,000 feet in the air. It's way the hell up there. So we're very interested in what the elevation is going to do. I certainly will try out that corn beer that they have. I hear it's nasty. I have to try it. Um, <laughs> that glad. sounds exactly right. <laughs> yeah, no, yo, it's going to be gross and I can't wait. Like you have to, if you, if you go, you have to, right, Zach? When in Rome. When it's in like Rome. When, it's like when I got my pickle beer. Like, I want to try this. And I took one drink and I was like, I'm not going to try any more of this. It's disgusting. <laughs> so oh, ancient, ancient, ancient Native American cities and castles are really super interesting to me. But if you don't want to go all the way to Machu Picchu, Zach, you mentioned going to Arizona and Utah and checking that out. When you go to Arizona, not too far away from the Grand Canyon, a little about 100 miles south, go check out Montezuma Castle. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is like a ancient pueblo that's dug out of the side of a cliff. It's like a defensible, super defensible location that was tactical, tactically placed there. That's really cool. And also check out Tuzagut, Tuzagut National Monument. That is an old city of a Native American tribe that just vanished. They don't know what happened to them. Wow. They have no idea. Yeah, it's possible that they joined up with others uh, nearby. It's possible that disease just completely wiped them out. It's a mystery. Nobody really knows, but it's an ancient uh, Native American city uh, ruin that's just sitting out in the middle of the Arizona desert, just sitting out there. You can go see it. You don't have to spend the thousands or whatever, go down to Machu Picchu to go down to Peru. You can go see something pretty cool right it's just down there in Arizona. Wow. Very cool. I dig it. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's super cool. So definitely put that on your list. You're going to Arizona. Whoa. Okay. Well, what Dude. Eric says goes. Do what I tell you, Zach. <laughs> He's the boss, Tony Danza. So, that's right. Um, cool. I dig it, man. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would love to go to Peru. Um, not. It's not top of my list, but uh, again, it's just like Sistine Chapel. It's like, would you like to go? I'm like, yes, absolutely. See, but I, Eric, I would hike it just because I'm that kind of crazy. I'm that type two fun kind of crazy. So, yeah, I think. Well, uh, we hiked down Grand Canyon and paddled out. So it's like, yeah, if you don't hike to Machu Picchu. You're, you you kind of chose the weak route, like right. You, you got to yeah. It's just a time factor. But the idea of hiking up the old Inca Trail and seeing things that other tourists would never see unless they were on foot—that kind of appeals to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Right on, man. So for my second pick, um, it's interesting because mine isn't necessarily in one particular city or one particular country. 
but um, mine is more of a of a geo what I call it not geothermal. Um, I'm going to say a phenomenon, a phenomenon, a weather phenomenon, and it happens often. But uh, I'm talking about the northern lights, the aurora borealis. Nice. Um, so I have been fortunate in my life and I have seen the Aurora Borealis twice. Um, once up in Alaska, you have to go during the winter time cause it's dark there all the time. And it is, uh, you need a place that has less light pollution. So you have to go a bit further up North. So kind of Fairbanks area. And that's where we went. Um, anyhow. And then I was in, uh, Reykjavik and, uh, Outside of Reykjavik, same kind of thing, since that town in Iceland is just you can drive out 20 minutes and you're it's pitch black around you. Um, It is quite a sight to see. And when you're up further north, too, uh, I mean, we went in like uh, March, I think, and we saw it uh, when I was in Iceland and that was incredible. So, yeah, the Aurora Borealis is one of those things that just really kind of takes your breath away. It's it's hard to get a photo of it. You have to do a long exposure, but mm-hmm. uh, just use your eyes. And um, whenever I travel and I see some amazing sights, I mean, even on my hikes and stuff, I, when I see amazing sights, sometimes I don't even take pictures. I just would rather explain them to people because I, I, I always say I'm like, no, this one's for me. Like, I'm not taking a photo. This one's going to stay in my heart and in my head. And I would rather explain it to people about how amazing it was. So thank you. Yes. The, uh, the Northern lights, man. Well said. I well said, thank you. Especially that part about the whole, man, we, <laughs> we take our cell phones everywhere. Oh yeah. And we try to like tape and video, take video and pictures. It's like, you're never going to look at those videos. You're not going to look at those. <laughs> pic- like, come on. The pictures aren't going to do it justice in the first place. Like you just don't, I know sometimes you got to take video and take pictures, blah, blah, blah. but try to live in the moment as much as you can with something like the Aurora Borealis. You're not going to be able to take a picture that does it justice anyway. Mm-hmm. So just, just yeah, put it through your eye cameras into your brain. I never take pictures. I was in on the East coast for three weeks and I took two pictures. They were both of pizzas that I was eating. <laughs> Wow. That's the only thing I took pictures of because yeah. they deserve the respect. <laughs> Don't misunderstand me. I, you know, you got to do the, you know, for Facebook social, uh, you know, currency, you got to take some photos and put them on there. Right. Um, but like, Hey, yeah, this is what I'm doing. How cool is this sort of a, you know, pseudo brag of ah, look where I am. Well, and one of the coolest <laughs> things, one of the coolest things to me is, you know, I pictures don't ever really do the, the site justice. So, I really just like to live in the moment and really just be thankful for the opportunity that I have to be there. And even in places I've gone to where it's been pissing down rain, whether it's Nicaragua or whether it's New Zealand or something, it's um, it's not a great photograph. But at a certain point, you know, I'm like I'm on the spine of a mountain with very, very high winds. And this is incredibly dangerous, but I don't know why I'm out here, but it's amazing. And I would much rather tell someone about it because I live to tell about it. So I like to absorb those moments. And I I take a lot of pictures, but I'm very much a walk up, take one photo, and then that's it. I don't need to take 30 photos and 30 selfies and have people take different angles. For me, it's just I I like to just explain stuff to people. And unless um, you happen to be a photographer, and that's just the art that's in your heart, in which case do your thing. But uh, but I am not. So (laughs) (laughs) I am an amateur pornographic photographer of myself. So hey, (laughs) oh, hey, all right. So by the by the way, Mm -hmm. my next one was also the Aurora Borealis. Oh, wow. And, And all I really have to add to that is. There's also a southern one. What? 
which is well, something that makes sense. To, I didn't it even makes think about sense, that. <laughs> but I wouldn't even think of it. But when I was looking it up, it was like, oh, it's Aurora Aralis. Yes. Mm. There you go. And that's and more was, Antarctica, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I was just like, that makes sense, but that blows my mind. Like, I didn't even think that the Southern Hemisphere could have the same thing. Wow. I wonder if it goes in the other direction, though. Have you ever seen the or- Aurora Borealis, Tom? <laughs> no, I haven't. I would love to. Oh, you should just go up like, to Alaska. Go in the wintertime. It's miserable, okay. but it's <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> that, that looks, that's exactly right. I'd rather go to, like, Iceland or or something. Iceland's incredible. Or, or, or Sweden is another yeah. country that it can be I really, I really want to go to Iceland. I want to go to Reykjavik and go try to check that out. Um, everybody who's ever gone that I've ever talked to about it loved their trip there. So... Yeah, I I was totally. there for two hours twice on layovers. So would you say <laughs> that the Aurora Borealis is worth the trip just to, just to go? Would you say that alone is worth the trip? I think he's asking you that. Oh, actually. yeah. <laughs> you oh, you didn't you didn't say that. That's why I was like, what? Um, Zach, is, is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth the trip just to go see that uh, to, to Iceland? Yeah. Or, or to Alaska. It's like your sole purpose of going there is that you want to see the Northern Lights. Is that worth the trip? It, it, that's how great they are. Um, Yeah. I mean, Iceland is just such an incredible country. I, I wouldn't say just do that. I mean, definitely go see them. But I mean, the people are so amazing in Iceland uh, yeah. and, and, and it's an outdoors paradise. I mean, it's a self-sustainable country. They have wind, solar, electric, or, I mean, uh, you know, hydro energy, all these things. Um, cool. and you should totally just go there cause it's, it, it's more attainable too. And I mean, they love tourism. Alaska is a really cool state too. And it's yeah. the same kind of thing. It's outdoorsy. Uh, you can really, really just escape and unplug and see glaciers. And yeah. Um, if I would, I would just say that if you do decide to go up there, that is one of the many things that you should definitely do. So, yeah. um, yeah, build, build, you. You, you could build a trip around that. I would say. Okay, uh, that's fair. I yeah, uh, we know going to see the Northern Lights is one of our bucket list kind of things. So, and surprisingly, not that expensive to go to say Iceland or to Alaska. Yeah, totally, 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 totally affordable. So I guess we'll slip into my number three here because I guess Tom sort of piggybacked uh, his that's number three. That's right, I did. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go more towards the uh, equator. We're gonna drop down a little bit towards the equator, and we're gonna drop down towards the Great Pyramid of Giza. Ooh, look at you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I touched down in Egypt on my way to the Middle East. I didn't really spend any time there. It wasn't exactly a sightseeing adventure. Uh, but I would love to go to Egypt to go see the pyramids. Um, it's, uh, I mean, they're huge. They're the pyramids. I mean, I don't know really what else you need to, to really go into about that. I know it's, it's just, it's kind of fascinating to me how, the Great Pyramid of Giza was constructed about 26th century BC, and there was still a small population of woolly mammoths on, alive on this earth when that thing was built. That's how far back this thing goes. That's nuts. It, yeah, right? When you think of it that way, that's just bonkers. Um, I guess it was a. I, I guess it was just this huge tomb for, uh, for an Egyptian pharaoh. But the idea that the civilization was so thriving and so huge and so important was it 26th century BC. So we're talking 4,600 years ago. <laughs> Jeez. That's, that's what we're talking about. 4,600 years ago. That's just, it, it's crazy. It's, it's bonkers. And uh, there's a lot of speculation on how they were built, 
which is why <laughs> they gets featured on shows like Ancient Aliens on uh, <laughs> on history. Like, oh, there's no way they could have done it in that time. And then people have to, rem- you know, have to remind, hey, just because white people couldn't figure it out doesn't mean <laughs> that it was aliens, dude. <laughs> like, they had their means, they had their methods, they had their ways, they built it. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think, it wasn't it wasn't aliens. Surprise, I think that, that's surprise. the most amazing thing is just how it was built. Like like you're saying, yeah. you know, it's it's the ingenuity that we had then that has been able to last this long. It's like what a- <laughs> ancient engineering. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, absolutely incredible. Yeah, and to consider that it's you know there's there's pathways in there. There's a tomb in there. You can walk in there. You know, it's a human made mountain. It's Hell cool. yeah. Oh yeah, man. So great pyramid of Giza. And I, I know there's pyramids or uh, similar pyramids in uh, Aztec and in Mayan culture as well yeah. uh, in, in Mexico that I would certainly like to go see as well. A little closer to home. Right on. I dig it, Eric. I like it Thank a lot. Um, so for my third one, you know, I am a mountain man. I'm going to be getting a mountain tattoo pretty soon to complement my forest tree tattoo sort of thing. So mm-hmm. clearly I love to go to the mountains and, uh, we, we along the ring of fire know a thing or two about them peaks. Sure but we do. there are two countries I would really, really love to visit because of this amazing mountain range. And I'm talking about the Patagonia mountains. So ah. down in Argentina and Chile. You got, uh, you know, Fitzroy, the most famous one. Um, you got Cerro Torre. Uh, what else? Uh, Tronador. And I think there's, I can't remember the other real famous one. But um, anyhow, it's just this uh, amazing, jagged, snow-capped peak range of mountains with beautiful alpine lakes and just weird weather because it's it's along the, the south. Um, and when you get towards the coast of Argentina, you can take a uh, ferry boat over to Antarctica. And uh, I really want to go to another continent. It's like on my it's on my list of or I'm sorry, I should say to that seventh continent, the one that I feel like I probably will never get to unless I go to Patagonia. So that's just like an added bonus. But just Google the Patagonia Mountains and, and, and you will find some amazing stuff down there. Um, yeah, it's, uh, the, the Andes are, are where it's at, man. It's, yeah, man. it's, it's pretty incredible. So I love the North Cascades. I love everything up here. I love the Rocky mountains, but the Andes, whew, those are sexy. Well, it's something about the Andes that kind of reminds me of the Rockies in the North Cascades. I don't know what it is, but it, it's, uh, it, it feels familiar, right? Uh, yeah. They're made of rocks. Whoa. What? I know. I know. Shut up. <laughs> Tom, how did you know that, Tom? Tom, are you a geologist? An amateur geologist. I have seen a rock or two. Okay. Why you got to be such a dork, Tom? (laughs) I don't know. I do kind of like where your head's at, though, about taking the ferry out to Antarctica just so you could, like, check that off your list. You'd be like, no, I'm in Antarctica. Antarctica. I would do that, too. I would do that, too. I love how Mike is not even in this podcast. We just, like, mock his voice all the time. Always guys, yeah, to the audience, you have no idea who we're talking about. It's our buddy Mike. He's like, ah, well, oh, I mean, we, yeah. we've talked about him. Like when Dylan was on the show, we talked about him too. I, I was going, he's a beast. So <laughs> <laughs> it's funny every time. <laughs> I know, I dig it. <laughs> it never stops being funny. But uh, uh but yeah, totally. I, I mean, if you ever, if you've never seen what the Andy yeah. Mountains, Andes Mountains look like, just Google it. And again, it looks incredible. Like I said, we're, we're planning on going to the Andes next uh, next 
Labor Day, not this coming Labor Day, but the following 2022. Heck yeah. If, uh, yeah, man, if the restrictions are lifted and people can actually, and they're inviting international visitors and all that, because we're vaccinated, we've been vaccinated. If we got to get our boosters, we'll go do that. We'll do what we got to do, man. We, uh, we're trying to make this trip happen. Yeah. There you go. Good. I'm glad you're trying to make it happen. Hell yeah, buddy. You and the captain make it happen. Captain Crunch. Um, Thomas. That's my new name for her. <laughs> Thomas, what's your fourth one? Okay. This one I'm excited for because I feel like I'm going to hear a scoff <laughs> come from Zach. Um, oh. <sighs> so I, I was recently in New York. So this is a personal wonder, and that is Times Square. Now, I love let, it. Now, let me tell you why. I We only drove through it. We were going to a restaurant to uh, meet up with one of Whitney's friends that lives there. And it was the second time I've driven through Times Square. I went there a couple of years ago, too. And it's just marveling at how many signs and high definition. It's the closest, <laughs> it's the closest thing that I've come to like a sci-fi movie. Okay. Or like back to the future with the shark coming out of the billboard. And like, yeah. it's just, it's a marvel at the, the technology that we have now. There's probably better cities that have done this even better than New York, but this is the one I've seen in person. And I just like that we, I like to see things when we're getting closer and closer to sci-fi movies that I've seen. Like we could be, <laughs> this yeah. could be Blade Runner in a couple couple years. Like we're gonna have replicants. It's gonna happen, <laughs> and I'm excited well, for that. Okay, well, if we're talking about the definition of what a wonder would be, like a world wonder, like you're, are we talking about sightseeing destinations? Are we talk about world wonders. Well, I. Times Square wouldn't be listed technically under the World Wonder <laughs> definition, but it is—it's a place that is, has remarkable structures and uh, uh, that is culturally significant, that has deep meaning across uh, generations. Mm-hmm. And Times Square, I think, fits the definition. Um, maybe not right the second, but you know, a hundred years from now, I think it'll be classified as a World Wonder. So I think it totally does. And I think just to clarify and piggyback <laughs> off of what you're saying, by world wonders, I probably should have elaborated, but I, I'm I'm looking at things that I find incredibly interesting and almost like, I mean, we're talking bucket list stuff here or places yeah. that you can go back and not take a photo with your phone hypothetically and just be like, holy shit. Or the first time you ever see it, you're like, wow, that was so cool. Regardless yeah. of how it was made, if it was man-made, <laughs> if it was natural, um, you know, how, how new, how old it is. But uh, I think that's how I'm classifying my list, at least, because, I mean, there are so many things I want to see. But quite honestly, I don't want to see the pyramids of Giza. Um, There are certain things that I don't really care to see. But the Grand Canyon, yeah, I totally want to see it. So it's like, you know, there I think I I think there's some some wiggle room in there. And that's kind of what I meant by world wonders. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) That's fair. But um, Tom, that's interesting. And why did you think I was going to scoff? Mostly because it's. I didn't realize your clarification that you just did there. And I thought you were, you're more of an outdoorsy person. And I just saw you looking at one of my things going, 
another this is us Tom, why would I ever, the only time I would do that is for This Is Us because I have a, a deep underlying hatred of that show and I've never seen a single episode, but it's just, wow. one, it's one of those ones, it's a long story, I don't want to go into it too much, but it's just one of those ones that I don't really care to ever see and I, it, I, I wonder I, if, yeah, just like, just like my rant about Queen, about Bohemian Rhapsody, when everyone jumps on the bandwagon and it really is shit, then I'm like, nope. Um, so I'm sending you guys a photo right now. I'm hoping it goes through of me in New York a few years ago. And I, of course, I had to go to Times Square. I, you have to when you're there. Yeah. And it is quite a sight to see. Um, sure. You know, and Tom's right with all the HD screens. I mean, I'm a huge movie fan. So for me, going to a place like that, that has been in, you know, thousands of movies is pretty remarkable. And yeah. so I, I think from that standpoint alone, not only are you getting one of the most famous tourist attractions in the world, you're getting a, one of the most famous movie um, locations in the world. And so to me, it's incredible. So I think yeah. that's a good choice, Tom. I'm not going to yuck your yum on that one. So we yuck your what, what was that you just said? I'm not going to yuck your yum. Like Tom not says, yum. Yuck I'm not saying that's yucky. Okay. So I should have um, muted my I should have muted my phone before we started because it just kind of <laughs> we went through. That's but okay. okay for the audience that yes, he really did send it, and I really am looking at this grinning, lovable goof. It was so hot out. That's Times why Square. my shirt was open. I was like, oh god, it was so hot. My hair is all crazy. You actually pe- did. You did There's more so than people. I did. I've only driven through it. Like I've always been in a car, whether it was going to the airport or going to a restaurant. I've never yeah. actually like stopped and walked around. It's just looking out a car window and being like, I would Ooh, love to. Yeah. Look I'd at love all this. <laughs> Again, Mandy's never been on the East coast ever for any reason. And I have, I would love to go there just to walk around, spend a couple of weeks to yeah. go see everything. And that, that would be on the list of places to go because you know, it is it it is a world wonder as far as we're concerned. It, mm-hmm. it qualifies. And hey, at the top of our podcast, we say to enhance the discussion, we didn't share our list with each other, and by no means are we experts or historians. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> this is what, this is exactly what we what we mean with that disclaimer. So, exactly. All that's right. What, that's what good, we mean. Good job. Good Tom. choice, Tom. So, Eric, Thank you. why don't you why don't you move us along? Sure. The Colosseum in Rome. Ooh, Maximus Decimus Meridius. Are you not entertained? No, I'm not. Not yet, at least. Yeah, actually, it's kind of horrific to think about. Um, I mean, on the one hand, cool, the the history and, you know, the ancient arena um, juxtaposed with the architecture and the engineering of what their modern arenas. And it's very, it's fascinating. On the other hand, I mean, yikes. Think of the suffering. Think of the blood. It's hollowed ground. People died there. You know, it's not just you know, slaves. I mean, these people were enslaved. Let's not mince words here. This wait, is, wait, wait. You're telling me people didn't want to fight tigers? I am telling you that <laughs> no sane person would voluntarily do it. Oh, weird. I, I've always thought otherwise. Damn it. Okay. Well, <laughs> this guy, this guy over here. Oh, yeah, I mean, Rome, I, I want to go to Rome just to go. You know, we were talking about taking a trip to Italy. Um, I would love just as a history nerd, I'd love to go walk around Rome and see everything there is and enjoy, you know, enjoy the scenery. But the Colosseum is of all the places over there to go see. That's at the very tippity top of my list of places to go see. Um, I don't know if you guys feel the same way about the Colosseum, Tom, Zach. Um, I would want to go to Rome to eat pizza. Because that's how I that that's how I experience places is oh, I like God. eating the food by the quality of their pizza. <laughs> not not just pizza. I'm just I, pasta too. Because I like anything that something is good at. I want to try that. 
Okay, that's well, fair. That's how I experience a location. Like that's a low key good point. Actually. Like going to New York, I've been to New York twice, and I've had five total pizzas in a five day span. You would go <laughs> to Vietnam, try out their noodle dishes or something yeah, like that. That's what okay. I would do. I don't. I don't need to see what Vietnam has. I want to eat Vietnam's food. Well, you should also see what Vietnam has too. So <laughs> they have food. <laughs> oh boy. There's it. a is there a culinary what is that? There's there's a phrase for this, culinary tourist or something like that. I have no idea. Eat I don't know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now. Eating your way tourism. through places? I don't know. But uh, I mean I would I would definitely go to the Coliseum too. Um I have had people I I've known people that have gone there and they said it was actually kinda underwhelming. Um, but I mean, but we talked about like Sistine Chapel and the history and uh, of all these places, just being in a place where you're like, there was bloodshed all over this ground and the, the engineering and the ingenuity they had to make a place like this and have it last for hundreds of centuries or, you know, hundreds of years is just so cool. Yeah. I mean, they have aqueducts that still work. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty remarkable. So I, I agree. That's a really good pick. The Coliseum. Yeah, it's called. Yeah, and, and to answer my own question, it, it is referred to as culinary tourism, Ooh. and it's totally viable. You know, wow. I was talking about going. <laughs> yeah, uh, or it's also called gastronomy, gastronomy tourism, but that sounds a little, you know, sounds like you're going to the doctor. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Culinary tourism. Oh, I was just talking about going to Peru and trying out that corn beer. Yeah, right? yeah, sounds like eat, yeah. pray, love. That's what it sounds like. So, oh well, fair enough. Okay, <laughs> Colosseum in Rome. I want to drink some wine and head down the Coliseum and shudder to think of the violence that happened. There, <laughs> there you go. Um, Zach, what so, about you? so for my fourth one, um, I picked actually, I think this is a world wonder. I, I didn't look it up, but it's uh, the great wall of China. Um, it sure I, is. I have never been to Asia, but uh, I really, really want to go to Japan. But uh, if I did not go to Japan or I don't know, maybe I'm going to visit Asia a bunch. So um, I would love to go to China and see the Great Wall of China. It expands. What is it about 3000 miles? It is uh, pretty remarkable how big it is. And it had been built. They were building it from the 7th century on. And I think they finished uh, the Ming Dynasty around 1644. It is. um. It is quite a sight. They say you can see it from space. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I feel like that has been debunked, but I it has been okay debunked. Yeah, I was going to say I think that's wrong. Um, But just the idea of again creating something along this mountain way to to prevent you know armies from coming through, and just the stories that you've heard where they used to build some or they used to bury some of the workers in the wall and all this craziness. it would be absolutely phenomenal just to be able to walk it. And I obviously like walking, so I would just be in such awe. And um, my cousin went there with her with her now husband, and I saw their photos and just was like, that's so cool. So, yeah, um, yeah man, I, 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 I love really how it's like, go. I yeah, I, I dig that. I would go to China just for that. I I kind of love that it's like the greatest military boondoggle in history because <laughs> yeah. it, d- it didn't even do the thing it was designed to do at any point in its history. <laughs> it's just this giant goddamn wall that did nothing. Oh, I was way off. Sorry. 3,000 miles. It's 13,000 miles. So Ooh, I, I was 13,000 miles. Yeah, I was fucking wrong. That's so far. <laughs> That's so far. That's yeah. Crazy, man. Like I've never yeah. even driven 13,000 miles. I have. I definitely yeah, have, yeah. but that's, that's just yeah. absolutely incredible. So yeah, you're right, Eric, the, the boondoggle of the military escapades. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, it's, it's <laughs> there's no end to what you could do when you don't give a shit about people and their money. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> you just, you know, bury people in the wall, use them as their blood as mortar. Fuck it, whatever. That is yeah. how the world was built. I mean. Drink their blood when you're done. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about the Colosseum. We're talking about the Great Pyramid. Those were built by slaves. I mean, you know, for all we know, Machu Picchu was the same way. I have, we don't know. We have no idea. So. Yeah, totally. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the Great Wall being seen from space. That's uh, uh, there was an astronaut who uh, made the rounds on Twitter and Facebook a few years back. He uh, took a lot of photos. Who were really popular. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but I actually met him. Uh, Man and I went and met him, and he was talking about one of the things that when he was up there, he looked for the Great Wall. He's like, "Yeah, it's total bullshit. You can't see it from the space station at all. There's no way. It's nowhere close to big enough. Like mm-hmm. it's not tall enough or wide enough. It's like." you cannot make it out in the middle of all that dense uh, North Northern Chinese forest. There's no way. So total yeah. nonsense, but cool. Cute story. Yeah. Tom, why don't you give us your last one? My last one is a dream of mine. The ice hotel. Ooh, which uh, there's a couple now, but the original one was in Sweden. And that would be perfect because I could also see the Aurora Borealis while I'm in Sweden. There you go. It'd be perfect. But Ice Hotel, just looking at the pictures, it's remarkable and beautiful because it's just everything's made out of ice. And the beds look so great because I think I've said this before. I like the cold. If if I didn't have a significant other that hated the cold, I would sleep with the window open in the winter. Like... I love a cold breeze now. So just picturing laying on a slab of ice sounds like a dream to me. Oh, it just feels so good. Just thinking about it. (laughs) Wow. That's how much I hate the heat. Like I hate when it gets above like 70 degrees. That's when I start getting uncomfortable. But the ice hotel in Sweden looks like just, just a fun experience to go through like an entire building made out of ice. Like that's just hard to fathom. Like if I didn't see pictures of it, I'd be like, "Mm, I don't think so. I think you're (laughs) making things up. That's crazy. First of all, who would do that? That sounds dumb, (laughs) but someone did it and they're making a lot of money. I was looking at it just a little bit ago in the winter. A room is like $390 a night. So somebody's making their money on that thing. I mean, that's like what, you know, an expensive city hotel room would be anyways. So that's might as well have some nuance to it a little bit, you know, I agree. I agree. But yeah, I would love to stay in this thing. Well, and I think it's so cool, too, to see, again, the engineering and stuff that that, um, you know, Eskimos had for the igloos, like how they just retain heat. It's fascinating to me because you're like, wait, this is ice. I heat up the ice cubes. It's brilliant. It's a little rookie of the year quote for you. But um, but yeah, Tom, that would be really cool. And it'd be fun because they give you big jackets and you can, you can walk around and it's actually pretty warm on the inside. But I mean, it'd be fun to say, oh, yeah, I slept on a bed of ice of know. ice. And yeah, they to, have they yeah. have giant furs on the bed. So it's like you're in Game of Thrones. Ooh, oh, that's okay. sexy. Sold. Sold. <laughs> Do you have to have sex with your sister, though? Uh, I don't think you have to, but they don't discourage you. Okay. I don't want to. Okay. That's gross. Well, That's disgusting. But, uh, you know, it's like, you know, a bunch of hangups. I mean, gosh. 
Whoa, yeah, weirdo. Let's, let's stay try let's try to stay sex positive on this podcast. Whoa, yeah. I don't I don't condone <laughs> incest. Um, but uh, definitely, Tom, I think that's great. Uh, the Ice Hotel. So the original one is in Sweden. That's what you're saying. Yep, 1989. Cool. Well, and to answer Eric's previous question too, there is or there are some in Alaska. There are some ice hotels up in Alaska, I believe. Cool. So that's cool. Uh, another reason to go up there. Okay, fair enough. I'll find it right now. Yeah, it's called Ice Hotel, Alaska. It's just Ice Hotel. It's the Aurora Ice Museum in Alaska. <laughs> That's the name of the one in Sweden also, just Ice Hotel. <laughs> like, yeah, it's probably, all I right. if it's like a chain or something like that. But yeah, it's it's near Fairbanks. It's like 60, 60 miles outside of Fairbanks, I should say. And that's near technically. The, but, um, the hill by Ice Hotels? Okay. Yeah. I like it. It'd I like be it. Super fun to go to. And um, yeah, you can have little like candles and you wear jackets and it looks like a very, very sexy time. So Okay. There you go. So uh, finish us off there, Mr. Mr. Shane, with your list. Well, well, with my list, I'm actually going to go uh, somewhere. It's going to feel a little bit of the opposite of that. Um, I've gone. I started off with a natural wonder, and then I went with three human made wonders. And I'm going to finish off with a natural wonder. The Great Barrier Reef. Yeah. Get your tickets while supplies last. Because I know. Global warming is slowly but steadily killing it off. But I thought uh, that was all a myth that the that the liberals made up. Oh, you <laughs> <laughs> Dwight, you ignorant slut. <laughs> Dwight, you ignorant slut. <laughs> oh, uh, n- no, it, it's, uh, it's not a myth. It's a really bad thing. It's happening. Uh, a lot of it's human caused and a lot of it is killing off the Great Barrier Reef. But not to worry too much right now in terms of visiting it. You could still go out and see it. It's a huge uh, tourist destination. I will tell you that. Um, the water kind of terrifies me. I'm not a big uh, water kind of guy. Um, I like the blue water that I was talking about with Havasu Falls because you can actually see through that water. And to me, that matters. <laughs> I, I need to be able to see. I don't know why. <laughs> Losing that sense just bothers me. The idea of snorkeling or scuba diving here in the Puget Sound is terrifying. Like, why would you, <laughs> you can't see 10 feet away and it's like, Oh God, that's terrifying. That's awful. I'm like, okay, that's gross. Right now I'm sitting here. That's, I don't want to, no, forget. I, ugh, ugh, no. Okay. <laughs> but the Great Barrier Reef, I would do it there. I would go snorkeling there. I don't know about scuba diving. That's a whole other thing, but uh, I would, I would definitely go snorkeling and go visit there. I mean, it's this, it's the world's largest single living organism. It's uh, it's actually 3000 individual reef systems uh, over hundreds of miles, hundreds of, picturesque tropical islands all through the reefs uh some of the most beautiful sun-soaked golden beaches anywhere in the world um and because of this natural beauty it has become one of the world's most sought after tourist destinations so um obviously there's uh some of that tourism is doing damage of its own so australia has really um focused hard on conservation and trying to save this thing as much as possible um but it's something that I, I, I would definitely, I feel like we all need to plan to go see it and, and maybe even go see the damage that's being done because maybe that'll make it real, you know, maybe that'll make it real. Or if you uh, love, and he's just a, so it's such an iconic person, but Sir David Attenborough, 
who does yeah. you know, Planet Earth and all those other ones, and I've never done Burrow, and watch as the, as the fish goes this way. Uh, he's on. Oh, yes. Uh, if you have Hulu, you can watch David Attenborough's Great Barrier Reef uh, TV series where he breaks into it. He's all about conservation. Uh, the man is like 95 or he's like 90 yeah. something, and he just wants to affect change, and he is just such an iconic person, but he shows the beauty of the world. And uh, yeah, I've Steve seen... Or- Steve Irwin putted around down there quite a bit. Exactly. A lot of, a lot of his stuff is still on YouTube about the great barrier reef as well. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful down there. All the fish, all that kind of stuff. I agree. I would, you know, Australia is a giant country. Um, if I were to go to Australia, that would be a top one on my list or I shouldn't say if it's when I go to Australia, that that is a a top one on my list. So yeah, it's, 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 it's on the list of places to go. It's a great big, beautiful world out there. We've got to go see as much of it as we can. While we're alive, no way, man. Nothing's better than the USA. USA. Actually, I, I, I love the USA, but still, I don't yeah. trust Australia. <laughs> Australia has too many things that can kill me. No, Tom, don't that is like just nope. that's the fear mongering. That's like people who say Seattle nope. is nothing but homeless people and and heroin needles, and I that's mean... not that's not accurate. There's there are a lot of them, <laughs> but it's not. You don't walk around and you have to be scared at someone to stab you with a, a needle. So don't be don't don't let those fears build inside of you. And just because you see one certain aspect of something does not mean that is a microcosm for the entire country. Sir, yeah. Right. Okay. It, remi- it reminds me of a. <laughs> it's like a little mice uh, meme that from Australia. It's like not all Australian animals will kill you. Don't get me wrong. He wants to. He yeah. just can't. <laughs> yeah. So, you know they they do have some big stuff, but uh, you don't have to worry about it. It's okay. Or you know, just go to New Zealand where they don't have anything that will kill you, and it's still a beautiful country. But Australia sounds, would be pretty. That amazing, sounds way though, better. <laughs> no, nah, you, you should still go to Australia. I yeah we talked about going to the going to the Shire. Oh, it's incredible! Well, why don't you? uh, Do you have a number five that you'd like to finish us off with, Jose? Wouldn't be a top five list if I didn't have a five. So, um, just to kind of recap mine, I kind of went all over the world for the most part. I got Ur, I got Europe, (laughs) I got Europe. I have Asia, I have South America, um, and I'm gonna go back to Asia. And uh, I want a beach. You know, I like the beach each each. And I really, really, really want to go to Vietnam. Uh, I have friends that have lived there. Tom, you were talking about it earlier. The food is incredible. I mean, you can get bowls of pho for like a dollar US and it's some of the best street food you'll ever have. I mean, Anthony Bourdain absolutely loved Vietnam. But one of the most beautiful places and people who have told me about it is Hao Long Bay. How Long Bay is a well, it's a bay, but uh, oceans and beaches and, and, and boat areas. And if you just Google it, if you've never uh, heard of it, it's H.A. How Long Bay. It is phenomenal. It looks incredible. It's a place that I've always dreamt of going ever since my buddy told me about it like four years ago. I uh, seen actually longer than that shit probably like six or seven years ago. And then just looking at photos of it, it looks like water world. I mean, it's it's a place where you know, it should be in a movie and I'm pretty sure they probably have filmed some stuff there, but nothing that we've probably seen. Um, but it, it looks like you're on a completely different planet and, um, very, very fascinating, very, very pretty. The water's not super clear in certain parts, but that doesn't bother me. Uh, it just looks seriously like a, just a, a dream world, but yeah. How long Bay? That's where I would want to go. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Vietnam. Do you, Tom, do you have yeah. any interest in going there besides the food? No, but uh, to, to to be fair, I can't say that <laughs> that's pretty much my reaction to anywhere. Oh, yeah. 
I, I kind of like yeah. how, uh, yeah, I kind of like how you took us on a little trip around the world there. Uh, you specifically wanted to touch down, you know, to to quote Daft Punk's song, around the world, around the world, around the world, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love how that's the only lyrics. Daft Punk. I, I was looking that up while you were talking about it. That's that's the only lyrics, that song, around the world, around the world. I could sing Red Hot Chili Peppers. Bend around the world. Bend around the world. California. Robin and a stomping because I'm in my pie. Only in the north is warm to entertain ya. Because I'm down for the state of Pennsylvania. Whatever he says. That was like, that's got to be like the super racist part, right? Yeah. He's, he like, it's it's such a weird ass song, but yeah. Yeah. Good song though. Yeah, for sure. Um, Cool. Well, to recap the lists. So Thomas has the Grand Canyon in Arizona, uh, the Sistine Chapel in the Vatican City, uh, or just Vatican City, Aurora Borealis up in, uh, you know, Iceland, Norway area, that kind of stuff. Um, Scandinavia, we'll say Times Square in New York City, the Ice Hotel in Sweden. Eric has the Grand Canyon in Arizona, Machu Picchu in Peru, uh, Great Pyramid of Giza in Egypt, the Colosseum in Rome and the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. Zach has La, Gra- La Sagrada Familia in Spain, Aurora Borealis up in Iceland area, Patagonia in Argentina and Chile, the Great Wall of China in China, and then Khaolong Bay in Vietnam. So those are the selections of our top five world wonders, aka places that we think would be wonderful to visit man-made or natural it doesn't matter they're places that we've either been to or we really want to see or just they look amazing so that is the thing but yeah guys do you have anything else to add i mean a lot there's so many that we didn't (laughs) mention at all i didn't mean extra ones i just meant like any other thoughts in your head right now oh no i really liked um I, I, I kind of actually Loki like that. We talked a little bit about culinary tourism. That's a totally legitimate way to experience um, their culture is to go there and eat their food the way they prepare it. Oh yeah, you totally. Know? Totally. You have to be a little careful in certain areas um, like in South America or in Central America. I got sick because uh, some of the food was held to at different temperatures and stuff. And our bodies up here, we're not used to th- uh, the way that that food is prepared. And so you know, I'm not saying don't pack Pepto-Bismol. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> well, I would bring a modium, if anything, so you, you can okay. stop stop the poops because you'll get the shits. So, um, but it, it, you still should try everything. I'm a fan of just trying things, even if I, you know, if I'm like, I don't really like garlic, which is a confession, but I will still eat anything possible. So, Zach um, is yeah. a vampire confirmed. Yep, pretty much, confirmed. pretty much. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I, I I love to eat my way through tourism. Okay. Well, I think it's time to get on out of here. Sweet. Well, all right. Thank you for tuning in to the Top 5 Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Top 5, at ZachDale60, at TomTop5, and at E underscore Shane. You can give us some ideas for our next episodes. Uh, We love hearing them. Just interact with us, and we'll talk and talk and talk. It's so cool. Uh, You can tell us if we're crazy for some of our selections. Or you can even, well, I just guess I just said that, suggest a topic for a future episode. So um, I'm redundant, apparently, and I just follow the script. But uh, I, 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 I also have another podcast called the Don't Be Crazy podcast. A uh, lot of fun. We just did The Abyss from 1989. And uh, let's call that one of the world wonders, the ocean floor. So uh, check that out. It'll be great. So, yeah. 
if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thank you, and remember, it is okay to be wrong, even though you think you are right. And after listening to all these wonders, I think of the famous words of an old wanderer, I think I'm quite ready for another adventure. Oh, baby. I like it. <laughs> so cool. I See you guys. Later. Bye.